Folks, and welcome to season one, episode nine of Nature Therapy Online. Um, it's really lovely to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're new to the podcast, then that's a really beautiful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, for people who have been listening from the start, of which I finally know there are actually some people listening to this, um, that's great. Thank you so much. I've had some lovely emails over the last couple of weeks. Um, it really does make it feel worthwhile um it makes it feel like you know i'm not just sitting up here talking to myself although i do enjoy doing that as well uh, frankly so uh, it's just yeah really nice to to be connecting with people and and knowing that you know the things i'm kind of babbling away in front of this microphone at home here um are meaning something to people and reaching people so thank you um uh, and I, on that note, I do really welcome feedback on the podcast um, and ideas about where you would like me to take the podcast, you know. Um, there aren't too many ecotherapy or nature therapy podcasts out there. So, um, you know, I think it would be really great to hear what you think I should be doing here, you know, and what kind of things I should be covering. So, for episode nine, I thought I would chill out a bit and take a little bit more of a conversational relaxed tone um i had to listen back over the podcasts and um I, I, you know something i noticed is um there's a certain consistency with the a sort of downbeat tone i've been taken and and that's been for a, a good reason, and mainly that's been because I've wanted to share how relaxing nature can be. So part of doing that has been to, you know, present, you know, not only the meditations, because obviously, you know, they need to be presented in a, you know, in a calm way for them to be effective. But, you know, also some of the tasks I've been talking about have been, you know, very mindful tasks, and it's felt really relevant to, you know, present them in quite a calm and relaxed way to you. But having said that, um, you know, I plan to be doing this podcast for a really long time, hopefully, you know, and, um, you know, I've been thinking about different ways that I can do this. And one of the ways that I think is going to, you know, make this a, a more viable project long term is to is to relax and totally be myself and and to just chat away and have a conversational tone with you sometimes so that's what I'm going to be doing today um and you know obviously when I'm sharing uh, more calm mindful tasks I will take a calm mindful tone but for today um I just thought I would be a bit more chatty and and you know I guess bring another side of myself to the podcast you know so um First of all, uh, what I want to plug to you, and it is just a shameless plug, um, is something I've been putting a real lot of work into over the last few months. Um, so I have another new website, 
and it's naturecourses.info. Now, over the last few months, I've been working really ridiculously hard. Um, uh, I've hardly seen any nature, to be honest, over the last few months, which is quite ironic, um, to create online support courses um, for everyone to join that introduce uh, ecotherapy tasks. Now, anyone can join these courses at any time. And how they work is that each week you are given three ecotherapy tasks or exercises to do. And you keep a journal. The, the, tasks, the tasks or exercises, it uh, might be a more appropriate word for them, um, are given to you via video. So there's three videos to watch each week where I am out in nature and showing you how to actually do the tasks, giving you examples, inviting you to reflect on your own experiences. So whereas a lot of nature therapy courses that are online are geared towards training people to be nature therapists, this is a nature therapy support course for everybody. And one of the reasons I did that is because I felt that, you know, sorry, there's Yoro digging away in the background. Uh, regular listeners to my show will know that my dog likes to dig holes in my lovely sofa while I'm, uh, while I'm on the podcast. So Yoro, please love, please, please. I don't cut it out because I, you know, I consider my dog to be a part of nature and to, to use him as an example of, uh, of how difficult nature can be. Lie down, chicken. There you go. Good boy. So, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to do this, um, these courses is because I felt like there's so much discussion around nature therapy at the moment and how good it is for us to bond with nature. And yet it's really hard to actually find a nature therapist or an ecotherapist to work for. So I've put together... Um, a nature therapy course that anyone can join and can access nature therapy online. And I actually provide support to you throughout the whole four weeks. So anyway, I'm not going to plug it too much because, you know, you, the, the product placement can only go so far. Um, but if you were, are interested, um, please go and have a look at naturecourses.info. So, what else have I been up to recently? Well, I'm uh, part of a storytelling group um, with an incredible um, Scottish author called Daniel Allison. And he writes a lot of stories about mythology, uh, Scottish mythology in particular. Um, and one thing that I'm really enjoying in this group is learning how to tell nature stories in an engaging way so um, hopefully that's something I can bring more to the podcast as I go along and as I get the feedback um, on how to become a more uh, uh, a more effective storyteller. Um, I've also and this next point that I want to share with you um, is not just me you know talking about my life for no good reason um, it's something I want to talk about in terms of the theme for today, which is overcoming cliches and stereotypes in nature. And I was thinking about this recently because I just got back from a little holiday 
in a really beautiful place in Scotland called the Isle of Barra. Now, Barra is a tiny island. Um, you can drive from one side to the other in like 25 minutes. It's up in the Hebrides, which is the western islands of Scotland, in the very north. So it's, uh, you know, there's some very challenging weather up there a lot of the time. However, we were really lucky and it was, you know, really sunny and, and, and quite beautiful weather. Um, but one thing that was so striking about the nature in this place is the absolute beauty of the beaches. And this is something that we don't really think about when we think of Scotland. We don't think that Scotland is one of the countries that has some of the most beautiful beaches in the entire world. So if I told you that there have been um, advertisements for Thai beaches and they have come to Scotland to take photographs of the beaches in Scotland to advertise your holidays in Thailand. I'm not sure if you would believe me, but that is a fact. And that's actually a true thing that happened um, because the beaches in Thailand were so busy that they couldn't get a decent photograph of how it looks. So this, you know, beautiful turquoise blue water of the sea, you know, Think of the whitest sand you can possibly think of and think of, you know, uh, just absolute cleanliness, dolphins, you know, whales and sharks in the distance, just, you know, the, the most stunning and almost cliched idea of a, of a beautiful beach you can imagine. That's where I've just been. Um, and it got me thinking about, you know, um, about how... We stereotype nature, you know, how we think of, for example, you know, um, beaches being something that we do when we're on holidays in a hot country um, or, you know, something that is, uh, you know, uh, you know, something to be enjoyed in the summer only. And, you know, one of my uh, favourite beaches in the world actually is in another place in Scotland called Musselburgh and in Musselburgh I mean this is not a beautiful beach it's probably you know not especially I think it's beautiful but most people don't it's full of mussel shells and and stones there's not much sand there for the majority of the beach um and, you know, I, I, as a result, not many people actually uh, take walks along there, even when the weather is beautiful, which, you know, I quite enjoyed when I was there because um, I, I used to live in this area. Um, you know, that kind of solitude was, was great. But it, it really got me thinking again about, you know, how, what we appreciate and, and why we appreciate certain things, you know. Now, I'm going to be quiet for a minute because there's a little um, wood pigeon just outside the window there, and it's very it's very sweet. So I hope it, I hope you can hear it. Next time it comes, I'll go quiet, and then you'll know why I'm going quiet. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I want to invite you to 
consider any cliched or stereotypical views that you might have about the nature where you live. You know, I'm talking about beaches as an example. Um, but how do you view, for example, forests or woodlands or rivers, you know, or beaches if you live in a, in a, a coastal area? You know, maybe you live in a really hot city in a hot country but you know you don't have much access to nature you know maybe it kind of makes you makes you laugh when you know people from northern cold countries like me you know associate being in a hot place with you know being by the beach and being by lots of nature you would because that's just not the case for a lot of people in the world you know so what I would invite you to do is to go for a walk and try not to see your nature through a sort of cliched lens because I think, I know what that I'm guilty of doing this. I think that sometimes when we view, um, you know, we hold these stereotypical views, we don't really look so closely. So, you know, using the beach example, you know, if I am in a beach here in Scotland, you know, I, I, I might not pay as much attention to how the smell of the sea is um, compared to if I'm on a holiday in Spain where, you know, I'm relaxing and I'm on my holidays and I'm paying attention to that smell because it, it, in my mind it, it, it's more special because I'm on my holiday. So I hope this is making sense what I'm getting at, you know, and this can apply to any place. What I really want you to do is just go for a walk in an open space and tune into all of your senses. And when you do that, you know, consider any things that you usually block out or ignore because they don't feel somewhere in the back of your mind, you know, there's a message that makes you feel like it doesn't, you know, fit that part of nature or it, it, it doesn't fit the stereotypical image and pay attention. Pay attention to your local nature in the way that you would pay attention to the nature where you would go on your holiday and see your local place with fresh eyes in that way. Treat your treat your local area as, 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 a, as a beautiful place because your local area will be a beautiful place. And, you know, probably there are people in different parts of the world who would love to be where you are right now, wherever you are, because, you know, it's hard to holiday right now. So we need to open our eyes to the beauty that's around us, especially with the challenges we're facing in the world right now. You know, so so that's my invitation for this week. You know, take some notes do a little grounding meditation, tune into all of your senses, you know, take deep breaths, listen to everything in the soundscape, look around at everything you can see, take in any scents through your nose, take some time to use your sense of touch and pay attention to the temperature do all of these things and consider that nature is not a cliche and nature will not be stereotyped but our minds are probably blocking out a lot of beauty around us so 
that's me for this week. That was season one, episode nine. I feel like I've been a little bit more hyper and excitable than usual, but um, actually this is probably more... Uh, more in tune with how I sound on a day-to-day life than some of the previous podcasts have been. So perhaps I might be sounding a bit more excitable in some of the future podcasts also. So before I go, I'm just going to um, yeah invite you again to get in touch with any tips that you have for ways in which you connect with nature. And I will share those tips on the podcast. I really want to hear what you do to bond with nature, no matter how simple it is or or how unusual it might be. You know, it's all valid and I will share every tip that you give, I promise. So drop me an email through my website at naturetherapyonline.net. And that's this week. So thank you very much. Enjoy nature and have a lovely week, my friends. Bye-bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net